Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is the chain. And this is Rob. Hi. Hi. Was that too intense? It was. No, I, I, <laughs> I admire your your zest. Oh, thank you. And zeal for this endeavor. I'm, well, thank you. It's, you know, a brand new half a week. Because it's already Wednesday when this comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, I'm, stop messing with my head. It's not Wednesday now. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead because that's when this is launching. Yes. Yeah. What's up? Oh, you know, things are happening. Like, time is flying. Um, so I'm trying to think what I've been up to. Um, well, E3 is over. It's oh, over. It's no. done. Are you sad or happy? Uh, both, really. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... I, I like E3. It's a so lot I'm, of work and a lot of fun, huh? Yeah, I like E3, so I'm sad it's over. But at the same time, I can kind of go back to, like, normal speed of, of life again, and that's good. Oh, cool. So, you know, getting to sleep in on weekends and just kind of, like, you know, get get me back a little bit, which is nice. nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and E3 will be here before we know it. Like, in nine or ten months, I'll start ramping up for it again. And, uh, well, Comic-Con's in next shit, month. Yeah, Comic-Con's next month. Next month. Gamescon. Wow. Shit, yeah, that's so fast. Well, Gamescon is happening also, and... Then there's BlizzCon and like there's all sorts and PSX is in December. Oh, there's all yeah. sorts of stuff, which PSX is real fun. I've never been to PSX. You should. We go. should do a live broadcast. Yeah, at just PSX. It's fun. It's a good time. Why not? So, I had a good time. We last can do year. it. Yeah, we'll we'll just interview randos. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just like start bothering people. They're like, I don't know who you are. Why? Just you're say who are you and what do you do and tell us something exciting. Who is your daddy <laughs> and what does he do? Uh. But yeah, so um, yeah, now that E3 is done, uh, I actually had time to go to the movies. Yeah. And so uh, we saw a, a movie about a uh, woman who is wonderful. Shut it down. We saw we saw the Wonder Woman. Oh my God, it's about fucking time. What? It's been like, what, one week? No, it's been out almost three weeks. Really? Yeah. I thought we saw it the second week. But it feels like a year. <laughs> That's how I, yes. Yeah, so. No, it's been at least three weeks now. All right, well, well I think we saw it on weekend three then. Yeah. So we okay. saw Wonder Woman. And three's my favorite number, so that's a good weekend to do There it. you go. Have you seen it a fourth time yet? <gasps> no. I'm surprised. I told you I was going to see it after Pride and I fell asleep. Did I tell you that? <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my fourth, yeah, that was my fourth try. I figured you would have made up for it at some point and saw it a fourth time. No, not yet. Um, I will, though. Yeah, so Todd and I got to see that uh, a couple days ago. So what'd you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it uh, Was it the best superhero movie in the world? No. Fuck you. I liked it a lot. I it's did. Awesome. It's awesome. It is um, by far like head and shoulders above the entire rest of the DC Universe movies that have happened. Like Just recently. before you continue, do you know you've mentioned both Zest and Head and Shoulders in one podcast? <laughs> it's a very, a very clean, okay, showery. Now you're gonna say suave. And... <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, I thought the movie was very suave. Crest, and uh, I love the crest of your moon. And I liked how uh, how pert plus <laughs> things were. No, uh, it was. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it, it's by far the, the best of the DC Universe movies of yeah. this recent batch. Um, yeah. And um, I really, like, yeah, as, as from following up on what we talked about last week, even, like, uh, she was badass. Like, the character is badass. I've never assigned, like, this action hero quality to Wonder Woman. She's always been a little floaty and, and weird. Uh, I mean, because of the TV show, which was campy and fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she 
totally fucking just rocked it. Um, and uh, like I love, love, love the gag that they made about putting glasses on her so she could blend in better. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> isn't she just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? Yeah, it's like yeah, sure, yeah, put specs on her, and all of a sudden she's not the most beautiful one you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, so like uh, I liked Wonder Woman. I mean, it's it's hard to pick a favorite comic book movie. Um, although I do think that it, my favorite comic book movie, if pressed, is probably Logan at this point. Oh, uh, see, I always, I mean, I know it's a comic book movie, but for some reason, I never think of it in that category. For some reason, it doesn't come to my mind. And I think that's actually part of Which the is biggest great. strength of Which it. Is great. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the biggest strength that movie has for it is that it yeah. is not a comic book movie with a capital, you know comic book a lot of people bring up unbreakable oh Oh, that's the best superhero film i'm like okay i mean i don't think it's the best personally but i really liked it yeah so but yeah Yeah. i'm really glad we saw it um and uh so since um you didn't get to answer the tweet who would you rather have a um oh side film robin wright's character all the way uh antiope yep her she's dope yep yeah but, like, I would... The theory is that woman who's with her is actually her wife. Okay. The dark-haired one. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's in such mourning and she comes with Hippolyta to see Diana off. And... Oh, okay. I can see that. Well, because you do kind of wonder, like, I mean, if there's no men, like, yeah. are all the women just sort of celibate or do they yeah, just they sort of, love. like... Yeah, it's like... They, I mean, they've always said that, well, uh, so I don't in know recent much about... years that Wonder Woman is bi and she's okay. been bi, is, but... I think the conversation is now coming to surface. Yeah, because I just don't know much about the, you know, I, everything I know from the lore, pretty much I've learned from you and the movie. Oh my god, so, I taught you something. Yeah, well, I know that she was transformed <laughs> into a gorilla at one point. Yeah, and worked at Taco Wiz. <laughs> Taco Wiz. <laughs> yes. Um, I want there to be pins, like the little enamel pins, Taco Wiz. <laughs> totally. I'd so get one. <laughs> I want one that says, I was once a gorilla, or I was <laughs> turned into a gorilla. I got better. I got um, better. So, uh, yeah, so we saw we saw the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes, good. Um, so that happened. Sweet. And then um, we actually saw a bunch of other shit, too, like uh, at home. Oh. Like stuff we missed out on earlier this year. Like we saw John Wick Chapter 2. Oh, I need to see that. It's super fun. It's, yeah, I it's, love the first one. Yeah, it's more of the same. And okay. that's actually a great Which thing. Which is great. Yeah, like when a movie is so pure of message of like, we are an action movie. That is it. Like, I love, Take it or leave it. Yeah, I love a movie that is that pure in its goals. And it's just like, here's what we are and we're not doing anything else. You really, if you're not happy, you shouldn't have come to an action movie. Yeah, but then there was the Tom Cruise one, which was John Jack Reacher. Jack, that sucked, and that was kind of like the same. Yeah, we're an action movie. Yeah, but I feel like Jack Reacher, like it's based on a series of books. Oh. I feel like they were trying to bring in a lot of plot and setting up a character for like a franchise. Yeah, and I feel like John Wick was a movie where they're like, yeah, it's a one-off, and it's awesome, and everyone was like. We need to make a sequel. We need another. Um, and so, yeah, we saw John Wick, Chapter 2. Sweet. So that was fun. And then just today, I watched the Lego Batman movie, which I had not seen. Oh, and I hear it's like one of the better uh, superhero films. It was really fun. <laughs> it's it's funny. Like, they just do such a good job of, like, playing with uh, like and being very self-aware. Yeah, it's full of metaphors and, um, yeah, it's just silly puns and... Yeah, they're good. A lot of meta humor. They're very just in general meta humor. Yeah, is like, that a real term? It's just it's well, the whole thing is very meta. It's aware that it's a movie. Look at you making and, things up. And it's uh, and also of course you know it's similar to the previous Lego feature. Um, it has villains from all sorts of movies. Yeah. in it. So it has 
the Eye of Sauron. And it Yo, has, yeah, like, I remember that from the... Uh-huh. Yeah, they do all sorts of things where they bring in other franchises, which I love that Lego is able to pull that off just because that's so... Because they work with all those different franchises. Yeah, it's amazing, so... though, that they can get away with it just because so many right. people are really very particular about sharing the screen with anything else. Yeah, that's kind of nutty. So, yeah, saw that today. Sweet. And then also Todd and I started season five of Orange is New Black, finally. Oh, okay. So, I'm still on season... I just... I'm still beginning season three, and oh, I haven't... season three is, like, the worst. I know. That's why I'm stuck. Get through it. Oh, season God. four is good. It's like ripping off a band-aid. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to get through the bad times to get to the good times. <sighs> All right. Yeah. And season season three is the worst season it had, I think. I hear five starts with craziness. Yeah. Well, we're only two episodes in. So far, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I hear it's very dramatic, the first episode. Yep. Huh. So, okay. Hey, what have you been Maybe I'll to? catch up. Well, I do want to apologize, first of all, for if you hear my phone buzz in the background it's because my brother has learned how to use the wonder woman stickers that's a free app you can get in the um, itunes store and we're kind of obsessed with it right now so <laughs> it just started happening and yeah apparently he's happy about it so he keeps sending me stickers and your phone has just received new life yes thanks travis okay so me huh my premiere happened for and then there was eve and how did that go it went phenomenal. Um, actually, I've seen the film now twice now in theaters, and I liked it this time even more than I liked it the first time, which I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> so that was exciting for me. And um, and it w- the great part was I I can't really give away too much about the film, but it's it's one of those films that like you want to know why or somebody or what was in their mind when they made the film, like who created it? What did you write? So everybody in the audience stayed for the Q and a and after, which that never happens. Like half the audience usually leaves. So that was really cool. And, um, I also got accolades for playing my part as Donna. And, um, everybody said I had like the funniest, the funniest, it wasn't even a line, even though I was about to say a line in it, but like the funniest facial expression and the entire <laughs> audience just this boom of laughter that lasted like two <laughs> seconds. And I was like, wow, that was pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> so I had that. And um, I have this really funny story that happened a few weeks ago when I was in Palm Springs for Memorial Day. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. I, I like stories. It. Thank you. Well, let me tell it. So. I was at my friend's house, and I'm not going to say who, because they would die if they <laughs> knew I was talking about them. But so at my friend's house, and Memorial Day weekend, went to the pool, spent the day at the pool. It was gorgeous, Palm Springs, you know, the whole bit. <laughs> and I leave my <laughs> swimsuit up to dry overnight in the bathroom. And mind you, this house is beautiful. They've redone a whole bunch of stuff. It's like literally uh, Palm Springs... Uh, what is it called? Um, mid-century modern. Mid-century modern dream. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I might have slipped on that. No, that's fine. I'm here to help. Thank you. And so hung it up, went to bed, gorgeous. The next morning I get up and I'm like, I'm going to put my bathing suit on and go to the pool. So <laughs> I take my bathing suit off of the rack I had it on. And I hear this thump on the floor. And I was like, what is that? I look down and there's this 
huge motherfucking prehistoric looking cockroach that's uh-huh. literally one and a half inches long uh-huh. that scurries to the corner of the room. And I was like, oh my fucking God, that cockroach just made a hammock out of my swimsuit overnight. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Nasty shit. Yeah, I don't like that story. And then I saw it scurry up the wall because I was like, how the fuck did it get up there? Well, they can crawl up walls in case you didn't know. Yeah. And it was really sick and really gross. And luckily somebody came and saved the day for me. But... I had to burn my bathing suit. <laughs> and it was brand new. I bought it the day before. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that story. That was not a good story. No. I mean, it, it was a good story. I just don't I don't like it. Why? I don't, I don't care for cockroaches. It's got animals. <laughs> it's got dinosaurs. It has drama. It has <laughs> the desert. <laughs> that story did have it all. It did have it all. It was the perfect setting <laughs> for gore and horror. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. So that, um, and then one more thing is, which I'll talk about next week is, I'm going to do my first escape room. Yes, I cannot wait to hear how that goes. Yeah, if you, if you make it, first off, I I hope we do. And then you know, and then I need to hear some some feedback on it. Cause yeah, I yeah, as someone who enjoys you know games and figuring shit out, I I feel like that should be a good experience for you. Yeah, it'll be really fun. And I don't I really didn't know too much about escape room, but basically for those of you who don't know, it's you're stuck in a room and you got to figure out a puzzle in a certain amount of time to solve it. And it could be horror related, it could be zombie related, it could be our mine's Tesla related, so I'm trying to find like Tesla's paperwork to hide it from the FBI before they get their hands on it. That's like the theme of what I'm doing tomorrow so i'll let you know if i save tesla's work please do keep me posted yes i will um i have two other little things of what i've been up to yeah what's up well and this is something that you know uh, america has been up to um america several days ago if you're listening to this when it came out um yesterday for us right now was father's day Ah, uh, happy father's day so, i called yes, my dad i called my dad too Cute. uh and then i went and saw my stepdad so, um, happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. I was going to say it's a very special day for me because yesterday marked the anniversary of when I picked up my little baby Braddock because I adopted her on Father's Day. That's adorable. So, I, I don't even know what- Happy Adoption Day. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it was our 11th anniversary together. Just kind of a worth throwing out there because she's just, you know, the Cute. cutest baby. Speaking of Father's Day, um, that was the day of my premiere. Ah. And so, I sent- um, red carpet photos from Getty Images and I sent them to my dad um, and he was like I think those are the best pictures you've ever taken. I was like Daddy. He's so cute. That's really sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then uh, lastly for me of what I've been up to uh, I have been probably driving Todd crazy because if I'm listening to music which I usually am. Like, if there's any sort of downtime or not the quiet, king of vinyls, not <laughs> you. <laughs> then I'm usually like, and lately, uh, yeah, it's like whenever I play anything on the PS4 or whatever, I just you know toss music on through Spotify through the PS4. Or um, I was playing some games on the uh, Xbox this weekend, and I was streaming my Spotify stuff through my Alexa or my Echo speaker. Um, and the new album by Portugal, the man is fucking spectacular it is i've never even heard so of that good. before uh, well, in my life that band is great you should listen to them and for it's anyone who, who's looking for what well, it's like one guy kind of but it's also like 
a band. I think officially they're a band. Okay. Like similar to how like Nine Inch Nails is a band, but yeah. really it's Trent Reznor. Gotcha. Um, but like Portugal the Man, they could be a full band. I'm not sure, or if it's just one dude. Right. But um, anyway, Portugal the Man new album is called Woodstock. It is fucking spectacular, and if you even somewhat like some of it. You should go back and listen to Evil Friends and work your way back. What's the genre? Folk? Uh, no, it's like alternative rock. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, unfortunately, it's not available on vinyl yet. So if you're holding out to get a record of it, uh, mid June or mid July is when it that gets released. So I've been just doing Spotify and the digital version. And to piggyback off that, yes, Wonder Woman also has a really great soundtrack. That was a good soundtrack. Well, I love her theme that was introduced for her for uh, Batman versus Superman. It was in there. Yeah, the, I like the theme. That oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They introduced in that uh, for her, and yeah. um, I like how they sort of played with it in the, the movie. Yeah, I, I, I real, I've listened to that soundtrack. It's more of a score. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's soundtrack. So yeah, I've listened to it quite. It sets the mood for a lot of different emotions. Well, and I'm curious, just on the Wonder Woman front, what are your thoughts on Chris Pine? I think he's adorable. Okay, because I don't like him. I have a hard time with him for some reason. You didn't even like him in Star Trek. No. So, yeah. I don't like, I think I don't like his voice. And also, he, he, like, okay, I think here's the problem. He reminds me a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Seriously, like, it's weird. He looks like if Leonardo DiCaprio from, like, 15 years ago just turned into a, like, if it was exactly that sort of. A man boy? Like, Exactly. He's it's like I feel like Leo has matured into a man. Okay. And if Leo DiCaprio as like, you know, that the guy who always looked like a teenager just became the teenage version of a man. Mm-hmm. That's what Chris Pine is to me. There's something about him that I just that, like I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio grew into, you know, he, he matured and, and Chris Pine is like if that fractured off and sort of just was the Leonardo DiCaprio I never really liked who became a man. Maybe it's his very young, beautiful eyes. I don't, there's something about him I just don't like. I don't know. I'm really? Sure what it is. Ha- have you seen all those memes about Gal um, looking at him lovingly or like no. wantonly almost? No. Even they- though we know she's married and she's happily married with kids. But like, it's funny how like if you pay attention to every time they have like an off camera uh shot together or you know um behind the scenes she's always just like dreamily looking at him laughing with him or like pushing her body into him like cutesy like like high school it can't be as good as the taron egerton and hugh jackman gifts those are the best i didn't see those oh my god i need to pull one up for you but like i think we talked about it on a previous episode um because like they were in that movie eddie the eagle together and um they uh there's something like it's weird uh every time there's any sort of shot of like the two of them being interviewed on a red carpet or whatever whenever hugh jackman starts talking taryn just stares at him and like in mouth, awe like mouth open yeah like that's how gal kind of looks at chris it's pretty amazing yeah it's pretty fun so yeah that's cute i i like when when the actors are so involved that it comes across in the film yeah oh so. my goodness that is freaking adorable right he's he, like he wants him wantonly yeah at he's, him. he's just... that's how gal looked at chris yeah i'll show you well i'll, I'll show you <laughs> we'll do a side by side and people can vote okay because <laughs> seriously like this is yeah he's uh 
And they're both cute. I mean, they'd have beautiful children together. Beautiful family. Beautiful life. (laughs) (laughs) It's all so beautiful. Here's another one. Just look, he's sort of biting his lip on that one. Oh, that's what Cal does too in hers. <laughs> now I have to find yeah, it. Yeah, you need to dig that up. Oh my goodness. Okay, you continue. I'm gonna look for this. Right. Well, um, I think we've we've hit on everything that I was on my list of what I'm up to. Uh, should we go into what we're playing? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, um, I had a very eventful weekend. Um, I saw that. I finished three games in the last uh two days. Okay. Or three days. That's more than I've done in my entire year so far. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I uh, just due to backward compatibility and cloud saving on the Xbox One platform, uh, I ended up digging up some old 360 games and uh, I ended up finishing Puzzle Quest 2. Have you ever played Puzzle Quest? Yes, and it's so dope. Yeah, like... It's so good. And of course, like the one thing about that game, I guess it's a little bit of a bummer. I feel like I sort of broke it a little bit in that, um, I mean, I had quite a bit remaining in my game. Um, I put a huge amount of time into it in 360, but I didn't finish it like six years ago. And so digging it back up um, recently, I kept thinking like, oh, I should update my my spell roster or like my equipment or something. I think I upgraded one piece of equipment and that was it just because like I kind of have a rock solid spell roster that like there's no reason for me to change it. Yeah. I sort of figured out the ultimate spell list for my character and my playstyle, And so I guess the game's a little busted and that like I kind of figured that out kind of early and just wrote it out through the end of the game. Um, had a great time, though. Really, really fun game. Uh, if you I don't know what platforms is available on at this point, but anyone who if you're into a sort of idea of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gal likes Chris. She's <laughs> um, biting her lip. Sorry. No, it's all I good. just showed him the picture of Gal and the meme with Chris Pine. Anyway, so continue. um, yeah, any any listeners out there who are uh, into the sort of bejeweled esque, like your match three kind of gameplay, um, it's really fun and it brings yeah. in that sort of match three style gameplay along with like it's free, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it, it is or not. W- it was free a on while. Like That's iOS how I got it. No, on PS4. Oh, I really? just didn't play it. Oh. So it's I know it's in my purchase though. Yeah, Puzzle Quest uh, Two is one I played. It's sweet. It's great. Yeah, so it's match three with RPG elements and it's really fun. Like I'd much rather play that than you know Candy Crush or what have you. Nice, yeah, so, yeah, to- totally, yeah. So, because it has a, it has a little story. It's cute. It's cute. It has fun characters. Yeah, and it, I, I'd rather do wizards and warriors versus stupid candy, jelly beans, and bullshit. <laughs> and then, um, shortly after finishing that, I played through Assassins. I finished playing Assassins Creed Rogue. Okay. Um. I, oh yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I. I did the main story. The, that game has so much content in it. There's no way in hell I was going to actually complete that game. Uh, you didn't without collect getting... all the flowers. No. All without... the notes. <laughs> no, but yeah. I all mean, the bottles. Different collectibles, but still there's a bunch of them. Okay. And I would have gotten completely burned out. So um, but I did the story, and it was fun. Um, now it's official. I have played through every major like home console Assassin's Creed title. I've played through all nine uh, that have been released, and now I am ready for Assassin's Creed Origins in October. Dun, 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 dun. I'm very, very ready. And then... You want to climb those pyramids? Oh, yeah. You want to traverse those sands? 
I want to skip on those dunes. Oh, there's a bug in here. <laughs> it's a scarab. I'm ready to stab <laughs> some people in the face in Egypt. Okay, as long <laughs> as it's not me, I almost got scared. No, I'm <laughs> yes, I'm going to stab some people in the face right now. They keep making uh, desert references. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, And then today, I started and finished in one sitting... Little Nightmares. Oh, yeah, that looks so good. It was really good. Okay. Like it um for anybody out there who liked Limbo or the game Inside. I was going to say Inside. It is similar. Um it doesn't have the same sort of like tight gameplay to it like cuz Inside I feel like Inside everything in that game was so carefully crafted where every single thing you do feels like a close call. You're ah. always just away, just out of reach of like the the jaws of the dog that are coming after you. Like the, everything is so tight in that game, and that everything was crafted like they figured out exactly how long each walkway needs to be in order to give you just enough time to run and escape. Like they just they figured out this sort of perfect, you know, yeah. thing, and then they they literally it's were, a mathematical yeah yeah like it's very calculated, and they they they, they removed shit they didn't need. And Little Nightmares doesn't feel tight like that. But um, equally sort of ambiguous story, great mood, similar play style, really. Which and, one's scarier? Um, well, Nightmares, I think, was scarier. Because, like, while Todd and I were playing it, um, there were times when we would actually, like, sort of squirm and, like, kind of, you know, because, like, there were, a lot, there were still some pretty close calls. Ooh. And um, there were also a lot of cheap deaths. But um, I had a great time with it, and I did it, yeah. What do you consider a cheap death? Uh, well, I... Okay, so in Inside, did you play Inside? Uh, yeah. So Inside, of course, is just a 2D game. It's it's made in 3D assets, but it's a 2D game. Yeah. You can only go left or right yeah. or up or down. Uh, but like this game has slight Z space in it, so you can walk yeah. towards camera, away it's from camera. Style, yeah. But yeah. it's still 2D influence, but like you do have a little bit of depth you can play with. Yeah. And I tended to walk off platforms a lot just by walking toward camera and falling off of things and it was oh, and i would do see, it, that is a cheap kill and i would do it like right after i did something really difficult and then i hadn't gotten to the next checkpoint yet oh no and so i was like fuck and i have to do this again and so like there was a little stuff like that's that. a crash bandicoot moment right there <laughs> there's a little stuff like that but eventually <laughs> it just made me you know it forced me to play better yeah because i was just i, I don't know why i was counting on this game you need sort to of, tighten like, do it your for play me. skills Seriously, i need to get good yeah there you go get good and so um Little Nightmares was great. It's one of the most single sitting games, which I love a game I can get through in like three hours. Uh, and yeah, it was single sitting approximately. I took a break to walk the dog. Yeah, but, um, nice. That was good. And then uh, just before coming here, uh, I started dabbling in a VR game on PlayStation called Nog, which is a bunch of sort of like uh, puzzle boxes, all in the style of like a Japanese eraser store. Like, everything's very, very uh, blobby art and very cute and colorful, um, and it's really fun in, in VR because the 3D element and all that. So. Sweet. Yeah, so I started playing some Nog. Which was and cute. that's like a, a, a game you buy in the store, or is it online? Or? It's a digital, digital yeah. download. Yep. Gotcha. And um, I think you can play it in 2D, but I'm doing it in VR because it's better. Sweet. And then, uh, yeah, the next big game I guess I'm going to do, though, is I'm probably going to finally dig into Prey. I love how many games you got through on your your days off. <laughs> as soon as I'm not working, it's like, and, boom, 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 let's yeah. finish some games. 
And you surpassed me like tenfold. Yes, and my new count for the year is I'm up to 15 games completed. Damn! I think I have, how many do I have completed? One, two, pray. That's one. (laughs) You didn't play through near. That was the roommate. Yeah, I didn't do near. Uh, Was it just pray? (laughs) Pray is a big game, okay? Have you done the story mode of Injustice 2 yet? Give me a little bit of credit. No, it, I actually heard Prey is long. Thank so. you. Mazel tov. Uh, thank you. No, I haven't done the injustice, but Rumi has. All right. Well, you got to step it up. I know. You're going to let him show you I up? I got through the first episode of Life is Strange. Ah, okay. So that's something. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Would you say it's hella good? It's hella fucking awesome good. Yeah. Oh, the hellas. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you got through the first one. I got. Through. I love the ending of the first episode. It's so whimsical, and they kind of ends go, with the storm, right? Ends with the storm. Well, I'm not going to say what happens, but it's a very beautiful, like overlay of what each of the characters feel by the end of the episode. So it goes, and you can kind of see what happens to each of the characters, kind of. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, I need to get back into very that. Very enjoying, and the music, of course, drives the story. So it's it's beautiful. Nice. So what are you playing right now? I, at the moment, because I had such a busy weekend doing the film stuff at the film festival, I literally, and we, last time we filmed was on a Tuesday, so we've only had a few days. I mean, it hasn't been a full week. So it's been six days. It's been five. Isn't it six? Tuesday to Monday? Whatever. Five. And <laughs> so, yeah. Just um, multiplayer Uncharted 4. Thank yeah, it was you. like, in those five days, I finished three games. Uh-huh. But how long was some of those games? Four hours, maybe? Well, one of them was like three to four hours. Because I spent four hours on Uncharted 4 multiplayer. Well, you could have applied that to a game. A different one. <laughs> nah. Well, yeah, yeah. You Just gotta, kidding. Yeah, play some stuff. So you got new stuff to talk about. I mean that that that. You know when you just don't want to start anything new because your heart's not in it at the moment? Well, that's been my problem with Prey, where I was like, I need to go and start a new game, but like, I don't know if I want to do Prey right now, but I need to just fucking do it, or it's going to sit in my backlog forever. Yeah. You should have you should have um, seen how hard it was for me to want to play Life is Strange the first mm. go through. I was just like, I really don't want to start something new right now, but I'm going to do it. And I loved it, so I need to just do it. I think somebody died outside Seriously, my window. There's like a billion sirens all of a sudden. Um, yeah, like adventure titles especially, wow. I find kind of hard to get into. But once I'm into them, you can't stop me. You know, like, because uh, I haven't even started. Right now I have a folder on my PS4 of adventure games I haven't started yet. And like, I have the complete seasons of the Telltale Game of Thrones, uh, Telltale... Oh, uh, I have the border... Um, the, Tales uh, in the Borderlands? Yes. That was fun. I like that one. I want to play that. Um, but yeah, like, I have the full Game of Thrones. I haven't even started yet. Uh, the Michonne miniseries for Walking Dead, mm. season three of The Walking Dead, and then the entire season of Life is Strange, of course, uh, exception being episode one, which I did play. So yeah, like I need to get back into my adventure game kind of thing because i was doing a lot of those for a minute and you know one of my favorite games ever was an adventure game king's quest oh yeah yeah oh i have the complete season of king's quest as well yeah i i think i do too it was a download at one point i believe that was a playstation plus download but i didn't even play it 
What is wrong with me? Once I played through the first... Rob! I don't know what's wrong with you. Cure me. Um, I played through the first episode of that. Um, and at my old job, we did the trailers for episodes one and two. And I never played episode two, but I we made we made trailers for it. So I know the story of it. I just didn't actually play it. So someday. Someday, someday. I will get back into those. Oh, I did play another game. Ooh. I played more Broforce. Ah. Yeah. Nice. Because I was with someone who hadn't played it, so I was like, you have to play this. Is that a couch co-op game? Oh, yeah. Nice. 100%. And it's up to four players. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you play it? No. You haven't played it? I think I downloaded it, but I might have played like one level and it never came back. Um, I was tend to confuse that with Super Time Force. Which oh, I, yeah. I put more time into Super Time Force, um, but like I know that you were way into Bro Force, and I think Travis was too. I beat it in two days. Jesus, yeah, so, I was yeah. obsessed. I need I need to do some more. I need to bro up and do some some Bro Forcing. Yeah, if you want to literally bust right through the game, one player is the easiest way to do it because when you have two to four players, it's complete fucking chaos. <laughs> so so it's like Overcooked. Although Overcooked is really hard with one player. Oh, see, so it's the opposite of Overcooked. Well, Overcooked, I imagine, is really easy with two players, and once you get into four is when it gets crazy. Yeah. Ooh. Good times, though. Good times. Chop the lettuce! Chop the lettuce! Chop the lettuce! Oh, John. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, I have a word of the week. Oh, we're going to learn something. We're going to learn things. I like learning things. My word of the week is sibylline. Sibylline? Yeah. Is that an adjective? You know what? I forgot to write it down. I'm going to look right now. But yes, let's say it's an adjective. No, it's a noun. It's a noun? Sibyl- no, it's a it's an adjective, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Sibylline. I imagine it is like it seems like something that's precious or breakable. That's my guess. Hmm, maybe. Well, what what is the actual definition of it? Mysterious or cryptic. Cryptic. Yeah. Nice. I like that word. I do too. But now, sibling is your new cryptic. I like it. And it sounds like Satine. I'm mysterious and cryptic. You are. Yeah. You're an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Wrapped in a hoodie. Wrapped in a hoodie. <laughs> sponsored by... Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz Skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Santa Cruz Skateboards was the, the, the sponsor I always picked whenever I played California games for the 8-bit Nintendo. Because they're the best. It was just, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. It was a good uh, sticker. Yeah. Great so. city, good sticker. Awesome. Well, yeah. good. Do you feel smarter? I, I do. Because I don't. Because I can't believe I didn't realize it was an adjective until you said it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it just from hearing it, it sounds like something would be sibylline rather than, you know, an object called that. Yeah. Or what have you. So, yeah. So, um, you got any news to talk about? I got a couple of news things that I thought were I do. interesting. Um, one huge thing is Atari is launching a brand new system. That's fine. I, I read that article. I read an article, like a headline, I guess. I didn't read the article. And I was just like, eh. And I totally just dismissed it. And then um, listener Jim reached out to me via Instagram. and oh, yeah. Um, Hi, Jim. And uh, it made me really think that it was probably worth going back to read more and actually give it some thought. So it was that that was on my list of news to talk about. So what are your thoughts? Well, from what I understand, it's going to be like the Nintendo uh, classic box where they brought back a lot of old games and they can now play it on a better res TV. Think so? That's 
well, when I saw the image, I was like, oh, a brand new system with brand new games. But then when I read this little article, that's what they led me to think it is. Okay. So it's their old game. Do you know something? No, I, I don't. Actually. Oh. Like, I, You're looking I, at me no, like, no, no. uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no, I, you didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. I mean, it could be. Like, it makes sense. But the problem is, like, the, the, the only thing about that, I guess, is that Atari's been doing that for a while. Like, they've released discs with, like, 50 Atari games for, like, the PS3 or whatever. And, like, and they've done, like, the joysticks that have, like, 30 built-in games. Yeah. And so I feel like I don't know how it would differ from what they've already made unless it had, like, the entire catalog of 2,600 games or what have you. Um, They had 2,600 games on Atari? No, Atari 2,600 was the system. Gotcha. Uh, and so, <laughs> like, I'm really, I'm very curious. Uh if it's actually going to be like one of those, yeah, classic re-release sort of system, or if it's going to try to compete in the modern console game space. Because when I heard it, it sounds like they're like, oh, we're building it off PC architecture, which makes me think they're trying to, yeah. to squeeze in along with that, uh, Sony and Microsoft. why I had my first thought was it was a brand new hardware, like everything's new, their own, you know, their own games. But... Then this article fucked it up, and now no. I think it's a retro system. Well, the, the articles I read were saying, like, it could be a retro system, it could be a new thing. Like, it seems like no one really knows yet what the Atari box is. Um, what do you want it to be? Uh, well, I already have one of those joysticks that has 30 games in it. Oh, um, so you want a new system. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I need another system in my life. But uh, Well, here's my theory on that, though. Before, well, you tell me. No, 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 go ahead. Well, on this whole thing, honestly, I think we're going to start seeing more game systems. It's not just going to be Nintendo, Xbox, and um, Sony, because I think everybody's starting to see, hey, the money's not in the movies as much as it is in the video games nowadays, so we got to get our hands in there. I'm sure Amazon's going to have its own... I mean, I know they're digging their hands into the um, the games. They they bought some some development studios. Already. I think they're gonna have their own system. Well, I'm really curious, just because, like, oh yeah, right now, of course, yeah, we have the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the the Nintendo prop, uh, you know, systems, and then we also have PCs. Hmm. And um, it seems like with Xbox doing the One X and the One S, they're kind of doing away with generations. They're doing more iterative updates. Yeah. It seems. And um, even with the PlayStation 4 and 4 Pro, they're kind of doing these iterative uh, kind of installment of new systems. Um, and one of the articles I read reminded us all of, you know, back in the day of like, uh, there was a lot more options to people. There were a lot more, the, when the PlayStation 1 was happening, there was also the Saturn. There was the Sega CD the Dreamcast. with the 32X. Oh, no, that was after. Well, yeah, Dreamcast yeah. chased soon afterwards. There was also the 3DO, the CDI. There were so many different systems. The problem is, though, like as great as like two games on the CDI might have been, it was yeah. a $500 system with like no software that was worth a damn. And like the 3DO launched at $700. And by the time that system was done, it was like 200 bucks. Yeah. And it had good games, but it was hobbled right out the gate because no one could afford it at yeah. the beginning well isn't the xbox the new one five hundred dollars that's how much the xbox one launched at i think the ago. new ones was the xbox the, the one x one is 499 yeah it's 500 which i'm actually totally okay with that price well i've been reading things that are like that's not a great idea because there ain't much more they're doing to it. it's now 4k okay but they don't have any games yeah. um in its name so far well i'm excited about getting the the one x eventually just because i have a 4k tv 
That's true. And I mean, of course, it'll make 1080 games run better, look better, even on a 1080 screen. Um, but yeah. I'm. Uh, it is very much. It's. But for the normal people like me, no, it it is a luxury item. Like and, and they go. they. If, I just wanted you to say it. And it feels like even even Microsoft sort of recognizes that a certain segment of their market will want this system, but. The whole idea, though, is, yeah, they can have a premium price system at this point because they have another system that isn't premium priced that still does most things the new system does. The new system just gives you higher quality graphics and stuff. Yeah. But, like, all the games, all the accessories still run on the old guy. And so it makes sense for anyone who is more price sensitive or whatever that, like, you can get an Xbox One S because that actually has pretty much the same amount of power that a PS4 does. And so, like, they're not leaving anyone behind. They're just welcoming people who want more power to get it, which is kind of cool. It's it's more of just like, you know, the Xbox One S is the standard. One X is just, you know, a little bit of a little frosting on it, a little gravy. Okay, um, that's some expensive gravy you're putting on. Well, my mashed potatoes. (laughs) I like gravy. (laughs) Um, And so, I don't know, the Atari box, I'm a little, like... If it is trying to compete with the the other guys, they're gonna need some killer exclusive software. Totally. Um, and but they did they did back in the day, so I don't see why they couldn't. Well, back in the day though, they were like the only player in town for a minute, yeah. and so that's that's the hard part. Like, and you know, and I was trying to think of properties that Atari owns. I don't know what those would be at this point, just because everything's yeah, changed hands know. so many times. Yeah. But let's just say, for argument's sake, they own Space Invaders and Asteroids and Pitfall. I don't need. <laughs> Activision actually owns Pitfall. Oh, uh, but like, no, no. Uh, but like, I don't need modern versions of Asteroids and Space Invaders. I have a Space Invader tattoo, and I don't really need a modern version of that game. Yeah. Um, they made an updated version in 3D for PS1. Aren't they making a, a movie Space Invaders? I believe they are. And Tetris. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. I don't even know how that works. Yeah. Well. There's like a the whole thing of just you know properties like board games and video games getting. Wait, what if the Tetris movie is about how the person who created Tetris came up with it? That would be more interesting to me than um than trying to write lore into that game. Yeah. Um, because like there was a thing I read. There was an article I read a little bit ago. Um, about I think it was in response to Battleship, the movie. Um, and the fact that at the time that like Monopoly and Candyland were all in development, and uh, Ouija was also in development and they found that even if the movie had nothing to do with the game just by virtue of it having a familiar title people like everyone's saying they want new and interesting movies the problem is whenever a new ip gets introduced no one goes yeah because there's people are afraid of something new yeah and so um more and more we're starting to see familiar names but uh, with stories that completely divert from the source material, like you know, Battleship. Yeah, it had, had you know battleships in it, but it also had aliens. <laughs> like it was complete. Like and yeah. yeah, there was one thing that shot things that looked like those pegs, but that was more of a nod to the game than yeah. it was. Don't the add. Game. And so, um, I think it's more of a familiarity thing at this point that people are going for, which it's I, it's hard to consider those movies to actually be based on the source so much as they are just same name. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about the, the Atari situation. Um, I feel like their last two systems did not do well. They had the Lynx, which is a handheld system. They had some cool ideas, but at the time they were competing with the Game Boy and the Game Gear. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time 20 ago. 20 years. Yeah. And like, and the Game Boy was, just had 
the handheld market in a stranglehold. Because the Game Gear was cool, but six AA batteries lasted you like an hour. I remember that. Yeah, so that was not uh, a wow. great device for most people. Um, Game Gear was popular, though. It was. For what it was. What was it? it was backlit with color. It had all the things that the Game Boy didn't do. Yeah. Um, and then the last home console they made was the Jaguar, which was... That was Atari. That was an Atari system, and that was the first... They had that Jurassic Park game. They did have a Jurassic Park game. They also had Alien vs. Predator. That was the scary one. They had Alien vs. Predator, which was like one of the big ones for it. And I believe the Jaguar was the system that introduced us to Rayman. Oh my god, you're right! And then Rayman came to Saturn and PlayStation and That's everyone else. That's right! Um, wow. But like, this, the Jaguar was a, had problems though, because um, it was advertised as a 64-bit system. When in fact it was two 32-bit processors running in parallel, so it wasn't really a 64-bit system so much as it was just 32 twice. Twice um, liars. And uh, at least I, that's what I believe. I mean, it's an article I read probably when that thing came out, like 20 years ago. Um, but uh, I remember like it didn't have any software that was very good. The um, the controller had I think 17 buttons because it had a full numeric keypad on it. Oh my god, that's right. Like, so I just. I'm all for another console maker entering the fray, but, like, it needs to learn from the mistakes of recent time. Like, it cannot become an Ouya. Wasn't the Primal Rage on that one? Uh, Prim- it was the good one? Or is that Sega CD? Primal Rage ended up on, I think, the 32X. Ah. Uh, I think. Gotcha. I could be wrong. Because I didn't have a 32X, and I think I played a shitty version of Primal Rage on the Genesis. You know more than I do, so you're probably right. Well... <laughs> that's a, that's a god primal rage it's a good game aren't oh. they bringing it back well like someone got that mod for you know or the arcade version of uh primal rage 2 to work but i think that franchise is likely gone or likely you know dead huh sad yeah it's a bummer but yeah no the atari box is certainly interesting though it's, it's i'm very curious what's going to be i know that in the video that they did you watch the video for it yes the, the 22 second teaser very yeah it looks wood it has the i was gonna say it has the wood paneling <laughs> which that's the coolest thing actually if they're gonna do a system that looks like the old system yeah that's kind of great because yeah. i loved how the old system had that wood paneling to look like you know a piece of furniture that a lot of people had totally i'm down with that yeah i like retro what else you got news wise um overwatch is adding a new horizon lunar colony level Ooh, yeah and it comes out well it by the time this podcast is out it will be launched oh it shit launches on six twenty. excellent yeah so it's supposed to be indoor outdoor level and lots of bells and whistles nice well i'm looking forward to that i still like overwatch yeah i know you're you're you and your whole group love that game yep all maybe the if i played with stop. people i would learn to like it but i'm still like nobody wants to play with me so well because they know i suck i think i told you like the way i tend to play that game is like i'll turn on my playstation to play something else yeah and if i see that five coworkers are playing it yeah oh i'll join their team well john still hasn't added me oh, as a friend bitch. on playstation ps4 so get on it john I'm waiting, john jesus um but yeah the uh so i always join them and luckily they actually are very good and supportive teachers in that they're a great team where like even if you kind of suck you still have a chance of winning because they're really good and then also um more often than not whenever i'm playing 
if you know they're like oh this the other team has these people and these people and that player and this character then i'm like who should i be it's like chess yeah and like so who, who should i be to counter them yeah and they're like oh you should be so and so i'm like cool i don't know how they work and they're like and just via voice chat they help me out sweet and so um i found that you know having a supportive group of people who love the game makes makes playing it exciting and enjoying it that much easier yeah okay i'm i'm totally on board to start loving it it's just i need a group that loves it to help me through the hard times it helps (laughs) it helps a lot i need a stand by me crowd travis puts a lot of time into that you could totally play with him and i have i did i have it was fun yeah we did play for a while but he's never on anymore Mm. at least when i'm on so must be busy or something oh Playing with Wonder Woman Yeah, so like he's stickers. busy sending you Wonder Woman stickers. <laughs> um, Which I'm fine with. Yeah. You can send me all the Wonder Woman stickers you want. <laughs> um, so uh, I got a little bit of news. Okay. Um, so uh, the director of one of my favorite games, Shadows, Shadows of the Damned. Yeah. Uh, the director of that, he also did a game called, uh, I think, uh, Murasaki Baby, I think it was called. Hmm. And... Um, I think I think like something crazy happened outside because it's been constant yeah. sirens. So many sirens. Stop. I'm glad we're up here. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the baby. There's a new um a new game from that director called Last Day of June, which is a uh, it's a narrative based game with a really striking visual style that um is about uh like I think it's it's so it's you and your I guess wife or what have you um, are having like a wonderful day and she dies in a car accident or there's a car accident that happens and she dies. And then you find that you're able to go back in time. Like life, life is, is strange. strange. You're able to go back in time by looking at like photographs of the two of you and seeing what you can do to change the events where you end up not experiencing the last day of June. Her name is June, by the way. Uh... And, um, and so the whole thing is actually uh, like, I, that's all I really know at this point. I think it's coming out for steam and PS4 later this year. And um, and the the trailer really struck a chord with me because it actually used a track that was like back in my day when I was figuring out what songs went in trailers uh, a lot more at the old job. Um, I had a list of songs that I always wanted to find an excuse to use. Mm-hmm. And of course, whenever a trailer would use them, I'd strike them off my list and be like, well, that trailer's done it. I can't do that now. And this trailer did that with one of my songs. But I'm glad it got used. It's a great song, and it's used well. Uh, for the trailer, they used a song called Harmony Corinne uh, by Stephen Wilson. And um, he was in the band called Porcupine Tree. And uh, that song is fucking great, and it's used very well in the trailer. Um, so I'm really curious about that. And then I looked in, into it some more because I thought it was just interesting for someone to use Stephen Wilson because he's not you know, someone that you immediately go to for trailer music yeah because i've never even heard of porcupine tree yeah like they're they're a very niche kind of rock band and um turns out the whole concept for last day of june is based off of a song by stephen wilson called drive home and because wow. of that stephen wilson is actually involved in the production of this game oh so, sweet because i was actually kind of curious how a game sort of because i feel like this game is um i don't know if it's actually considered an indie but the game is it seems like it's uh i you know as much as I, I want to support a homegrown game, as much as I want to support anything this director does, I don't think this is going to be a massive smash hit. So it doesn't make sense to pay a lot of money to license a song for the trailer. And so I was curious why they would put all this money into the song for the trailer. But it makes more sense now since that guy is involved in the actual production of the game. 
But since nobody's actually heard of this person before, <laughs> at least in my understanding, nah, I, I, could the song have been that expensive? Like, honestly. Um, well. Honestly. Yes. Really? Yep. Songs for trailers can be very expensive. Because I know somebody who does songs for um, movies, and it's, I mean, it's not that to expensive. To place in movies? Yeah. That's much cheaper than putting it in commercials. Oh, shut up. Yeah, you, you. I didn't know that. Yeah, you pay. Uh, I mean, I I don't do music clearance anymore, but um, and I never did theatrical placements. But as far as I can tell, I believe that like if you were to put, you know, a song in a movie versus a song in a trailer, trailer one is a huge like multiples, uh, more expensive to use. Uh, movies, I want to say there's like more of a back end deal where like maybe they get some sort of money from the movie itself or. Um, and plus you can put stuff on soundtracks and, you know, there's, there's money to be made elsewhere while like to use a song in a commercial is extremely expensive depending, depending on the artist, you know, and how high their star is flying at any given time. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like, uh, sync deals are, they vary wildly and, you know, Porcupine Tree though, like it's weird. They're not massive, like commercial successes, but, um, They've been around long enough where I think they could probably ask for some some money. I I can't imagine how much they paid. Uh, the Evil Within Two paid for that song. What song did they use? Oh, they used um, shit. What song did they use? Uh, it was um, fuck. What did they use? I don't remember. It's a famous song though. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a cover. But it was a cover. Yeah. Well, at least um, and also what even uh, Skull and Bones at the Ubisoft press conference used uh, Crazy by seal and, oh. but they didn't use the seal version of it they used a cover um and so the whole i like moody covers obviously are like the lifeblood of the trailer industry it would seem at this point yeah totally um and uh the nice thing about a moody cover is though it is significantly cheaper than using the original master recording hmm. typically like so you know, let's say you know let's say i wrote a song and you know i made it very 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 famous like, so actually, let's just say, let's just say I wrote, or let's say I'm Seal, and I wrote Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so um, the way it works is that um, to license a song for a spot, you need to pay both um, for the master and the publishing rights. Gotcha. And often, those are pretty much the same cost. Like, let's just say, for argument's sake, that the game, the, that song would be 50000 for the publishing rights and 50000 for the master. Um, the nice thing is if you decide not to use the original recording of it and have somebody record a moody cover of it, you still have to pay the same amount of money just for the song itself, like that 50,000 for the publishing, but you could pay a band fucking 50 bucks, you know, to have them record the song for you. So like you can save a lot of money if you don't, I mean, of course, you know, if you want a band that's good and going to do it right, you'll probably pay them appropriately. Yeah. But, um, like moody covers though, at least cut out the master recording rate. This is a very simplified approach to music licensing i'm giving but um but yeah like um yeah choosing a known cue is definitely not cheap like i've worked on trailers in the past that have you know spent 150 200,000 on music on one song 200,000 for a trailer yeah. yep oh fuck that that's crazy yeah it's it's pricey I had like well the first one of the first trailers I ever worked on, uh, the budget increased 
by 50% once they found the song they liked. Because like it was a pretty tight budget, and all of a sudden they found a song they liked, and they're like, "Well, here's another you know pile of of dollars." That's the so president's salary for one song in one trailer. Yep. People are mismanaging their money left and right. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many people that would feed in Ethiopia? I'm just saying it's a song. That's well, all. That's the thing that needs to be taken up with the musicians that set those prices. Or why you cho- choose a different song? Well, we don't really, it's like all the trailers I've worked on recently have not had huge, you know, huge uh, music budgets. I mean, they've had some, some of them pretty healthy ones, but. Because um, that is nuts. But like, you know, so far. I, I mean, I can't even imagine who would be that expensive. Well, no we doubt. We can talk more off, uh, offline. Oh, this actually, okay, yeah. If you'd like. Um, I can give you some examples. Scandal. So much it's, scandal in this room. It's not scandal. It's just, you know, it's it's just, uh, that's just the business. It's business. That's the business. Okay. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, other news. Um, listener Nick. Hi, Nick. Sent me uh, an article about Dishonored 2. and um, Oh, yeah, the new DLC? No, no, no. Oh. Not about that, actually. Um, about um, the motivation as to why Emily is such a badass in it. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, do you, I don't know if you read this article. It, I didn't play Dishonored 2 either. Well, it's, I started it playing as Emily. And um, then I took a break. So I need to go back to that. I feel like, wow, I'm about to, I need to play two Arcane games right now. Because I need to play Prey and I need to do oh, Dishonored yeah. 2. Um, and so uh, I believe um, Arnita Sar- Anita Sarkeesian of Feminist Frequency mm-hmm. uh, interviewed somebody at arcane about dishonored about the limited role of women in that game the first one in the first one yes gotcha and so um and all of a sudden and it's a thing where you know uh they hadn't even thought about it they didn't even think about um how they were portraying women in the game they just sort of made a game and everything made sense but no one had asked them to really examine this or held up a mirror to the characters they created and they realized after talking to her that every woman in the game was either a servant, a prostitute, witch. a witch, uh-huh. or a, a, a party goer. Yeah, that's either yeah, like servant, prostitute, witch, queen, or little girl was yeah. pretty much what summed it up. Yeah, or yeah, there's that one party goer and that one mission you have to do. Yeah, um, lady so and so's last party. Yeah, um, that's an important party. And so they, um, <laughs> and so then they realized like they needed to expand the roles for women you gotta and, up the game and they wanted to create more of a um not like an even split but they, they wanted to definitely just sort of like bolster that gender in like uh when it comes to the roles that they represent because they can't just be all as setting you know they need to actually be people yeah and so i mean they have to put them on even ground at least yeah and so that's why they decided to make emily such a badass it reminds me of that scene in wonder woman where she's like being dressed she's like how do women fight in this oh and she kicks and splits that skirt. uh-huh amazing amazing so um yeah that was, was integral. i wish it was longer i would have loved to have heard more about that um because yeah the article was just more about how like they recognized that there was a problem and then they addressed it which is cool yeah like that actually is a reasonable uh developer so hats off to them hats off to them and i like they gave her also her own abilities like her own separate set she's not just corvo reskinned yeah she is a unique character yeah i agree just like um uh, was it also Ooh, the girl from syndicate evie. assassin's creed evie 
was so close. Emily Evie. I got confused. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So she has her own set of skills. So well, I like that. And yeah, and it made total sense with Evie and Jacob that, you know, he's the brawler. Yeah. And she's actually the true assassin. Yeah. Like she's the stealthy the one. Silent, deadly type. And so, um, yeah, like it's, I like the fact that they, they did that sort of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I have one other bit of news. Do you have any other news to talk about? Uh, just one really short thing I just want to cover really fast. Hit me. Okay. So, guys, um, did you know that all that gaming is affecting your sex drive? How so? I don't know. Just kidding. I do know. <laughs> I was like, did you just read the headline? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, according to this article, guys who play video games chronically, which um, is at least... For the purpose of this study, uh, one hour per day. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, my God. I know. So you're super chronic. I guess, yeah. You're this as high is, as a kite. So this is going to be, yeah, like, yeah, just everything's times 10 for me. Almost. Totally. Are less likely to ejaculate prematurely oh. than their non-chronic gaming counterparts and less likely to be interested in sex. Are you not interested in sex, Rob? <laughs> wow, this got real personal real fast. <laughs> Uh wow. So okay, you don't so, have to answer that. So so both it seems like there's both positive and negatives. Yeah. Less interested in sex in the first place, but then once they are less premature ejaculation. So I mean that's a positive on both notes, I would say. Well, less interested in sex is a negative for a lot of people, I would think. I think that is a positive because you could focus on other things. And I know humanity wants to only focus on sex and sex cells and blah 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 but as a person who's on hormones and has like zero <laughs> sex drive i think it's better this way <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting i hadn't read the article i just i think someone had given me like one bullet point out of that yeah. and that's all that they told me i guess it just depends on who you ask but yeah. i think i think it's a positive thing in my own opinion um, and then it says, one theory is that gamers tend to experience an overstimulation of the pleasure hormone, dopamine, which helps stimulate orgasm. So they build up a sort of tolerance uh, that makes them less interested in having an orgasm and also less likely to do so prematurely. Good to know. That interesting. That is interesting. Dopamine is dope. That's dope. That's some dopamine. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, my last bit of news, um, it's kind of interesting that, uh, so PlayStation, I believe at their press conference, I'm a bad person, and I did not watch any of the press conferences except for Microsoft. They've been on my list. I want to go back and watch them, like, just to see the, the spectacle of them all. Yeah. But um, haven't really gotten around to it yet. I've just watched individual trailers here and there. Um, but uh, I believe it was at the Sony press conference. They talked about a new thing that they're doing called PlayLink. They're not... So PlayLink seems to be a, a thing where they're trying to get non-gamers or just everyone to play more games. And the way they're doing it is PlayLink is oh, I, yes, I know where people is. control it with their smartphones. Yes. Which we've been doing for years now with Jackbox. And Love Jackbox. Yeah. Like the Jackbox games are so good and they're great even for people like my mom who you put a controller in her hand and she just sort of looks at it confused. But, you know, she has a smartphone. She knows how to use that. So, um... Like, it is great, and then it gets a lot of people to play games that normally wouldn't. Um, and I know that one game that they were talking about for, you know, the uh, implementation of this PlayLink system is a game called Hidden Agenda. Did you mm. see that? No. It's from Supermassive Games, I think is the company. They're the ones that did Until Dawn. 
Okay. Ooh. And that's they, good. They found that a lot of people played until dawn as a group, where like everyone would yell out like what they wanted people to do. Yeah, I remember and, um, when Travis and Crystal, when Travis was playing it, Crystal was with him the whole time, and she hates watching video games, but she was with him the entire game for Until Dawn. Todd was there the entire time I played it, too. Isn't that funny? And he had a lot of opinions. Like, he'd chime in and be like, no, no, go do that. And so, like, Todd helped make the, all the decisions that shaped the narrative. Wow. And he did the same thing with uh, Wolf Among Us. He just done it with a couple of adventure games. Um, but because uh, they're like movies, yeah, like they're just choose your own adventure movies, yeah. And so, hidden agenda, um, the goal of it is to stop a serial killer. So it seems like it's going to be kind of until dawnish a yeah. little bit. Um, and so everybody has, uh, everyone can vote on their smartphones. I think it's four players. And um, oh, and then whoever has the highest votes that it goes in that direction, I believe so. But but so everyone's working for one common goal. Except for one. One, one player Ooh. will have a secret objective known only to them. The mole. And that's why the game's called Hidden Agenda. Okay. And so, um, and that one secret objective could put them at odds with the other players. And so I, I just played a board game that was quite like this. It seems like it could be really cool. And like soup and like honestly, uh Supermassive did a bang up job with um Until Dawn. That game was everything i could have hoped it would yeah. be yeah and mr robots in it yes <laughs> and uh and so yeah i i'm i'm i'll play i think anything they put out at this point um because even like rush of blood the on rails vr shooter was really good that was a weird game but it was, it was awesome. cool it was pretty cool and so yeah i'm all for them doing more stuff it's good stuff very nice anyway super so, exciting yeah you said something that triggered something, Ooh. and but now I forgot what it was. Oh, no. I know. Oh, well. Moving on. What's well, a bummer. So, do you have any other news, or is that... Uh... That is everything. Oh, I have one. F- I didn't know if I told you this, because a Wonder Woman fact, back in the day before, I, w- I forgot to mention it, is... Did you know that the man who created Wonder Woman, and I forget his name at the moment, is also the man who created the lie detector test? I did not know that. So it makes sense that she'd have a lasso of truth. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Fascinating. Science and fantasy. <laughs> Together at last. I love it. So um, do you have a crush this week? I do. Oh, and who is it? She yes. is Ivy Valentine from Soul Calibur. Ah, uh, Ivy. Oh, yeah. She's not wearing a whole lot of clothes. Ivy. Right? She's, She's one with the least practical armor so ever. sexy. But her very impractical armor. You think so? But what if she can move faster? It's like a stormtrooper. They could barely move. I know, but like she has so much exposed skin, given that everybody in that game has a sword. Yeah, but she has a sword that's alive. Well, and also, I guess everybody in that game, though, their swords are like cardboard, because they get hit by these swords, and they don't cut them. They just kind of whack them. Yeah. They're like the equivalent of baseball bats. I, I, Soul Calibur was one of my favorite fighting games. Especially, like, I think 3, when you could really customize characters. Mm. That was fun. I made She-Ra. <laughs> I made Skeletor. I made even Skeletor from the movie. I think the last Soul Calibur I played was 1 on the Dreamcast. Oh, no. I put a lot of time into it, though. That was a that was a game that was very popular in my dorm. Yeah. That was a good game. Even, um... Darth Vader was in it, Soul Calibur. Oh, yeah, and well, Yoda was in the Xbox one. Yeah, Soul Calibur f- three. Three. But that's one. Yeah, because Link was on the GameCube version, and I think Darth Vader was on the PS 
2 version and then yeah. Yoda was on the Xbox, Xbox. version or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. Everybody kind of got their own I got Darth Vader. Thing. That's all I wanted. So I was happy. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, she's cool. She has a cute little lesbian haircut, it's which a I like. cut, right? No. That it's was... like a silver kind of magical oh, like okay. witch cut. All right. Yeah. Very L word. <laughs> I liked it. She's like that emo punk rock kind of situation. And she has a cool blade that turns into a whip, which is hot. Because have you ever seen that before? Just in Soul Calibur. That's right. <laughs> I rest my case. All right, then. <laughs> um, well, my crush of the week is also a lady. A lady killer. A lady. No, just a, well, it's not lady killer. She's just a lady. A lady. She's a lady. <laughs> um, Faith Connors from Mirror's Edge. Never played it. Oh, my God. I know. And they have that. Uh, the, what game is coming out by them? The same creator. Battlefront. No. Well, the, the, the makers That's of it not is, the one I was thinking is DICE, of. and they do Battlefield and Battlefront. No, but the director. Oh. Or, or, yeah. I don't know of any new one from Fuck. that. But uh, I was a huge fan of the original Mirror's Edge, uh, warts and all, um, just because it was cool to do a first-person parkour game. Yeah. And um, Faith, I thought, was a cool character. It was awesome to see a, uh, you know, an Asian lead. That wasn't like super sexualized, mm-hmm. um, and um, and yeah, she's she's a rebel on the right side of the cause, yeah. and um, yeah, there's something really really cool about just how level headed and and um, and awesome she was. So I was a big fan of that, and then I played through Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which was also uh, good, not great, but like as a fan of Mirror's Edge, I was way into it. Yeah. Um. So it's not one I can just be like, yes, you should go play Mirror's Edge. It's amazing because it is. Uh, it's got, its, issues. it's got problems, but um, it kind of did things for me that no other game does. And so because of that, it's it's special, just in that it does, you know, there is no game quite like it. Yeah, I'm surprised I never got into it because I typically go for the games where, women's, where women are the protagonist or the main character. So, yeah, I don't know how that slipped through my fingers. Well, and in the first Mirror's Edge, even... Um, it's the the story of the first Mirror's Edge is that there is a uh, an assassination uh, of a um, like a city official or someone high up, and the person that they are framing for the murder is your sister who is a police officer, and so um, Faith is going to do what she can to clear her sister's name, and so you got like two badass women. Of course, you know one of them is of the law, so she's a little less fun. Ooh. Um, Kate Connor, the Judge Dread. Yeah, Kate Connor is her name, but um, but yeah, Faith Connor, awesome. Oh, and seriously, and her fucking tattoo is so cool. Not the one under her eye. I think that's a little weird, but um, she has one on her arm that's like almost like circuitry. Ah, it's so cool. Now I know you are the walking encyclopedia of games. So what is in my head right now, and I oh, cannot no. remember the name. So much pressure. This is like. The new game where I can't remember <laughs> is, but you'll figure it out. Right. So I believe it was on the N64. Okay. And she's an assassin superhero. Joanna Dark. Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a good game. Well, yeah, it's, and, I never played Perfect Dark. I only played 
Perfect Dark Zero, which was that. not good. I didn't play that one. Well, there's a reason why Perfect Dark Zero was the last one that we ever got. Man, they need to come back with Perfect Dark for the Switch, a brand new like revamp. Well, the problem with Perfect Dark... Who's coming, it owned by? It's owned by... It's made by Rare, which Rare was acquired by Microsoft uh, several years ago. Oh. And like Rare is... You know, they ended up making... Uh, they're Trying making stinks. Well, they ended up doing that for Nintendo at the time, and now Microsoft owns the Killer Instinct brand yeah. because they bought Rare. Gotcha. And um, they uh, made, um, or they're making Sea of Thieves right now. Sea of Thieves. Did they also do Banjo Kazooie? Yes. How did I know that? Some, see, some things are way back there. Still trapped. Still trapped in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, like, because uh, yeah, like they, of course, they had battle toads. And... Rare had its day back in the N sixty four day. Yeah, totally. That was its heyday. Yeah, between Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, and Killer Instinct, they were on a roll. Perfect Dark, and I think they even made uh, Rare. Rare did the did Donkey Kong Country. Oh yeah, and then Donkey Kong sixty four, the best graphics. Yeah, well, and those were fascinating because they did those in three D and then scanned them as two D images because the the Super Nintendo couldn't do three D. But yeah. it looked great. It looked good. Um, yeah, Rare was Rare was doing good work with Nintendo, and their work with Microsoft is just different. Like Rare, also, I think, were the people that developed the Avatar system for Microsoft. Oh, I, they're the ones that came up with those avatars. Hmm. So interesting. Um, yeah, they've gone much more sort of family focused on yeah. Microsoft. But um, Sea of Thieves actually looks really interesting. I've heard it's really fun. Really? Yeah, because it does seem like a game where you sort of maybe make your own fun. Like, it's more about getting people you like and going and plundering together um, with with a team that you can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Because it seems like a big sort of open world that's just an excuse to hang out with people that you care about. And that's on? That'll be on Xbox and PC. Is that the pirate one? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did did you see the trailer? Uh, Is that the one where it's like, the woman pirate ship versus captain versus no that's skull and bones i want to play that which yeah that's uh you know that's from the people who came up with the naval combat for assassin's creed 3 i believe oh cool so um because yeah like they, they figured out naval combat pretty well in the assassin's creed games all right i'm on so, board yeah sweet anywho so yeah so uh, there 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 you have it well i actually oh do you come up with what you thought about no oh. but i did want to do something before we um end the show unless there's something else you have. no no i'm 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 all wrapped up i wanted to read some of our comments we have comments they're so cute oh we have comments yeah uh just some um people who have written on our bit different podcast reviews oh. on itunes and oops i gotta click reviews did you know we have a five-star rating i did not know 29 that. reviews so far that's, That's pretty damn pretty good. good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, whoops. I need to go to the newer ones. Okay. So, Runaway Jim fifteen says, "Great to have a podcast that talks games and nerd culture with standout personalities that are relatable and fun." Do you know Runaway Jim? I do. You do? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I. I did not know him until. He he's uh, oh he's, yeah 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 he's reached out to me via Instagram and we've yeah, been yeah, we've yeah. been chatting like while well, I was standing in line for four hours to play Fallout VR at E3 um 
I ended up just sort of chatting with him via Instagram for That's for so a while, cool. just oh, about about stuff, about you know video game stuff. So that was good. Very nice. Yeah, but yeah, he's not. He's not someone I knew ahead of time, though, so he was not a plant. Okay, that's that what I was thinking. Review. No, no, he is. Yeah, he is I don't a... know any of these people <laughs> that I'm reading off. So another one is by Gamer sixty nine. I do not know that. And it says, "Great podcast. I love how this. Um, I love how this show sounds like two cool friends talking about their love for video games. I will definitely continue with this one. That sums us up. And We're the... two pretty cool people just hanging out talking about games." And this one's my favorite. (laughs) Well, you'll see why. Uh, SF Geographer is the hash or the screen name. It's wonderful to listen to Satine and Rob's conversation regarding their experiences in California and video games. They have great chemistry. Keep up the good work. Kenneth. P.S. Satine holds her own when she has to do the podcast by herself. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You do that. Yes. Kenneth. <laughs> Hopefully, I will never have to do that as well. Now that just seems see nerve-wracking to me. God. But, uh, yeah. Like, I was I was impressed. I listened to the entire episode of you doing it by yourself. Rambling so, on. <laughs> so, uh, I was, yeah, I was impressed that you were able to, to do that because it just sounds weird to have to do that it was so. fun though but yeah it was it was it was yeah but um yeah so if you write us a review we'll read it yeah that's some incentive right right yeah well uh, yeah i was gonna say i mean when we get to the whole thing i was gonna say you could join those people and uh, yeah. we could talk about what join the ranks of awesomeness yeah sweet well, I think that's it. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. You can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter or at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter and Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out, on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. New episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment us in iTunes and Google Play? You can see that we have been going and looking and seeing what people are saying. Yeah, and we appreciate all of it. So thank you so much. Totally. And also keep the the tips coming our way uh, of stuff to talk about. The like, money tips. Oh, yeah. Send hey, the bills. Judging. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, definitely. I mean, just, you know, uh, yeah, this we'll... week, there's so much stuff to talk about because of I E3. To get something that sort of creeps up out of that noise yeah. to talk about is hard to find. And so the fact that... Yeah, send us know, articles, send us pictures, send us memes, send us whatever you think is really cool right now. And we'll definitely try to fit it in. Because seriously, yeah, two of the things on my list were submitted by by listeners of just stuff that they thought would be pertinent or interesting. Yeah, so, I love that. Right? Yeah. Cool. Tell us what to say. Tell us what to talk about. Yeah, totally. Um, well, thanks, everyone, thank and ciao <laughs> Bye-bye.